Good evening. I'm Paul Drienzo with these headlines. Ukraine says more than 150 missiles and drones struck targets across the country on Friday in one of the largest air assaults of the war. At least 30 people were killed and 160 wounded. Critical infrastructure was also damaged. Missiles, drones, and debris struck factories, hospitals, and schools from Lvov in the west to Kharkiv in the east. Thousands scrambled to shelters, including the Kyiv subway system. GOP lawmakers have declined to pass a $50 billion security package for Ukraine unless the law imposes new restrictions on migrants at the southern border. And South Africa asked the International Court of Justice, the ICJ, on Friday to declare Israel is in breach of the 1948 Genocide Convention in its war against Gaza. The ICJ, sometimes known as the World Court, is the United Nations venue for resolving disputes between states. The Foreign Minister of South Africa is Nalidi Pandor. We use the framework of international law unequally depending on who is affected. And we are arguing that that must change. South Africa's filing alleges Israel was violating its obligations under the treaty drafted in the wake of the Holocaust, making it a crime to attempt to destroy a people in whole or in part. The Israeli government rejected the South Africa complaint as baseless, calling it blood libel, another way of saying anti-Semitic. Meanwhile, at the United Nations on Friday, members of the Security Council heard experts on peacemaking describe a solemn litany of reasons why no solution to the fighting in Gaza is in sight. The biggest obstacle? Intransient Israel and election year politics in the United States. The co-founder of the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft is Trita Parsi. He says Biden agrees with Israel's goal of destroying Hamas. Even though experience and facts should have made the president realize that that is a highly unrealistic objective. It's a maximalist objective. It's going to lead to massive, massive amounts of deaths in the region. And the risk of the war escalating into a region-wide war that could also drag in the U.S. is way too high. And as a result, U.S. interest is not to go along with this because the last thing the United States needs is another war in the Middle East. Parsi adds the best way to solve the impasse is an immediate ceasefire. Through a ceasefire, we would get a stop to the attacks by Iraqi militias against U.S. troops. Through a ceasefire, we would get a stop to the Houthis attacking ships in the Red Sea. Through the ceasefire, we would also have a calming down of the border between Israel and Lebanon. All of these things hinge on a ceasefire. In national news, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has vetoed a bill that would have banned transgender children from receiving gender-affirming medical care. He also vetoed a bill that would have prevented trans girls from taking part in women's sports. These are gut-wrenching decisions that should be made by parents and should be informed by teams of doctors who are advising them. At least 20 states have implemented restrictions on access to gender-affirming care, many of which have faced legal challenges. And in local news, Mayor Eric Adams used his speech at the graduating ceremonies for new NYPD officers to take a dig at a city council bill requiring police to report certain stops when a crime hasn't been suspected. The bill was adopted by the city council this month. The mayor also warned the rookies they face a hostile environment. You're policing in a climate where everyone is against us. Every story seems to be negative about our actions and not see what we do every day. Laws are being passed that protect guilty people and no one seems to care about the innocent people of this city or this country. You'll be told what not to do. There'll be those who will heckle you 
and call you names. They're those who don't believe we can take our city back. This weekend is New Year's, a big day in New York, when thousands cram into Times Square to watch the ball drop. The NYPD says it'll be there in force, keeping everybody safe. There are no specific credible threats to our New Year's Eve festivities or to the city of New York in general. The NYPD Chief of Department, Jeffrey Madry, also laid out the ground rules for revelers. No backpacks, no duffel bags, large packages, no alcohol. These are all prohibited items. But our officers will be there and they will be there to protect you. Our NYPD officers will be keeping everyone in attendance safe so you can celebrate ringing in the new year in the greatest city in the world. Paul DiRienzo, New York.